0: chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvi Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, our good God, for another opportunity to preach and share your word. May the entrance of your word bring hope, encouragement, healing, and direction. We ask this in Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. Today we are talking about open doors and closed doors. Have you ever tried to go to a place only to find out that the door is locked and you are not able to enter? it can be so frustrating. I remember when we were young, we used to try to go to film shows and there were places where you could pass and they would know that yes, you belong to the house and therefore you watch the film free. But there were times when people used that door and you, the ones who were entitled to the film, the door was closed so you couldn't enter. And then you'll be hearing all this noise and all this laughter coming from inside the room. And you couldn't do anything because the door is closed. Today, we are learning about open doors because they represent opportunity. And I trust that what I'll share will help us to understand that open doors talk about opportunity but open doors are also important for us to understand as we seek to live our lives to God. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse nine says, for a great and effective door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. First Corinthians sixteen nine. The writer which we believe is Paul is saying, Yes, a great and effective door has opened to me, but there are many adversaries. What did he mean by an open door? What did he mean by adversaries? Why the challenge? Why not just an open door? Join me as we study God's word. In the word of God, we find three clear teachings here. The opening, that represents the door. The opportunity, we declare what we are supposed to be doing. And then we see what is closed, why it is closed, and what we can do about it. The open door. You see, doors are closed, doors are opened so that we can do something. The first one, when we get our lives and give our lives to the Lord, He comes to dwell within our hearts and then He can work through us. God cannot work through us without our surrendered will. So you and I must open our hearts to Him. That is the first one, the door of surrender. Opening your heart to the Lord to use you if you don't open your heart for the Lord to use you, he will not use you because he doesn't force you. Look at what he says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, that is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. God is calling on you and I who say we are his children, that you must surrender. Present your body as a living sacrifice Holy and acceptable to God. So there are things that you can do with your body. By choose with your body to take your body to church. You choose to take your body to work. You choose to be in your body to do the right things. Ask the Bible orders. Ask God orders. Instead of using your body to go to a house of drunkenness, a house of prostitution a house of smuggling, a house of all those things that are not pleasing to God because you have to present your body as a living sacrifice to God. Is that what you are doing? Then he talks in the second verse about what else. Look at that. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. We live in the world so there are things that attract us in this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We tend to be jealous of those we think have more than we do. We tend to be envious of other people. We tend to be greedy. We are never satisfied with what we have. But the Bible is clear. The door of surrender says, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. They may prove what is good and acceptable. So some doors may open. A door of smuggling, a door of stealing, a door of lying, a door of abuse, a door of bribery and corruption. But it says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God cannot work through an unsurrendered life. So you must open that door of surrender. Lord, take my will, Lord, take my mind and let it be to your glory and for your service. That is a very important solution to the kind of doors that are opening in this world that you have made a decision that my dear God, my Lord, I will only do what you have called me to do because I want to be your servant and do your will. But there's another door that you need to open, the door of service. Because God wants willing people to use, in Matthew 4, 19 we read, then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Here we see the door of service. Jesus had watched these fishermen do a lot of fishing, cleaning their nets, selling their fishes, or giving them away. But here he was calling the disciples, come and follow me. Come. You have been fishing so far. And whatever fish you get, it makes you money. It It gives you money. But I'm saying, You should do something else. Come. Enter into my service and open the door of service. What we learn here is that God will work through us if we allow him to shape us. There's so much work to do for God. There's so much work in the kingdom of God. But God is looking for people who do his work, who will be of service to him. There are some of us All we know is to complain. Oh, they are not doing this. They are not doing that. This man hasn't done that. The room is dirty. It hasn't been cleaned. The chairs are dirty. Sunday school is not interesting. The choir is not good. The preacher preaches too long. You complain about a lot of things. and the door of service is open. Are you willing? Are you willing? The master is calling. Are you willing? Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. You see, if you are interested, it is God who will make you what you ought to be. God was speaking, or Christ was speaking to people who were very good at fishing and use that language. Say, You follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. If they have to fish for men, He will make them the fishers of men. If he wants to make you a preacher, if he wants to make you a lawyer, if he wants to make you his advocate, if he wants to make you his missionary, if he wants to make you his minister, say, follow me and I will make you. I will make you. So the door of service is there. God is touching. He touches your heart. Say, follow me, follow me. Are you willing to follow him? When you do, be sure of this one thing. He will make you what he wants you to be. Hallelujah. So that's a door of service. But the third thing we learn about the opening is that it is not only a door of surrender, surrendering our lives and our mind to the Lord, door of service, but door of sacrifice. Are you willing to sacrifice? Living for God requires sacrifice, sacrificial giving, sacrificial love. God can only work through those who are willing to sacrifice. In Luke's gospel chapter 9, verse 23, he reads something. He said to them, if anyone desires to come after him or come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus is not talking about the physical cross that you take every day and follow him, but the choices that you make. Yes, The Lord knows you. And so when he has called you into his service, sometimes it requires sacrifice. Sacrifice of spending your money, your time to visit people, to pray for people, to use your gift of healing, your gift of teaching, your gift of encouragement. Are you willing to sacrifice? Living for God requires giving. Are you willing to give your time, your treasure and your talent? We must be willing to forget ourselves. Sometimes people will abuse you, or they may insult you. But one thing is certain. They did the same thing for your Lord. And are you willing to sacrifice? Even the one who came to redeem us, Jesus, they crucified him. And the truth is that he could have vanished. But he chose not to vanish. He chose to die for you and I, to give his life as a ransom for many. So when the door is open, because God wants people to be saved, he, he touched the Christ, and the Christ was willing to sacrifice his life. That is why you and I today come say We are Christians. The open door also tells us the type of things that happen or that we must do to take advantage of this open door. See, a lot of doors are open, and the door that are open is calling on us us to evangelize the world, educate the world, enlarge the church, and encourage others as well. Let's look at these four ways, the opportunity that exists for us today. Why we must enter the open door, the world population is over 8 billion. Those who claim they are Christians are about 3 billion. It means there are more people who need to come to Christ. In our country, we say 71% who are Christians. And are they serious Christians? If they are, then we need to even do something about them. assuming the rest are there and they are not, we need to follow them up. And bring them to the lord so mark 16 15 says and he said to them go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature go into the world if ghana is full and full of christians is ghana the end of the world no each person has his own world your family you can evangelize your school your friends your colleagues with each person doing their part we can soon win the world How do you win the world through evangelism? Two ways. One, by our conduct, and secondly, by our our conversation. Our conduct means we live a transformed life, the renewed mind, the life that is willing to sacrifice, the life that is willing to say Jesus is Lord. We live in such a way that people see your conduct and say, wow, this is a different person. He's a Christ-like person. That is your conduct. But you see, in addition to your conduct, it must be your conversation, the things you talk about. The Bible encourages us to be willing to give an account of our lives to people when they ask us, what is the reason for your faith? Why do you believe? Why do you do certain things? Why don't you do certain things? You should be able to say, I do this. I don't do this because of Jesus. Jesus. That's how we evangelize. He's the Lord, he's the shepherd, he's my guardian. So I follow his commandment because he is my redeemer. So the evangelization goes on by the words that we say and also by the character that we display. In addition to the evangelism, we must educate people. A lot of people in our part of the world have received Christ as their Lord and Savior. But the gap is big in terms of obedience. And it is big because some of them have not been educated. When Jesus gave the command in Matthew 28, 19, he says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Each Christian's duty is not only to win others to Christ, but to train them also so that they can become disciples. People must know the Bible. They must be willing to teach others. They must be willing to come to Christ. A new Christian is a spiritual baby. He or she needs to be instructed on what it means to be born again, what it means to be filled with the spirit, how to witness, how to be a member of the church how to read and study the Bible, how to have your quiet time. A lot of teaching must go on in the life of the believer before they can be fully equipped to do what God has called them to do. Just take it for an example. You have been admitted to a school, and that school, when you finish, you want to become what they call a graduate. But in the school, there are a number of things you need to learn before you write the exam. If you are a science student, you have to learn the sciences. Physics, chemistry, biology, you have to learn math. You have all kinds of subjects you must learn. And then, when you finish and finish well, you are educated very well. It open the door for you to become that engineer or that doctor that you want to be. Otherwise, you can just be happy that you entered the university You enter the college, but you're not going anywhere. So many people are like that. They are Christians, but because they have not been taught, they have not been encouraged to learn, they are not putting their knowledge into practice or stretching themselves, they are not being useful in the hands of God. Let God help you as you educate others. Allow others to educate you. There are people who like going to church, like to sing praise and worship, and they don't want to attend Sunday school classes. They don't read the Bible themselves. They don't teach the Bible. They, don't, they are not encouraged. They say, oh, no, this, these are too difficult. They are book wrong." But the same people who buy books of accounting, books of science, books of this, and read them. But they are not willing to educate themselves in the, knowing the word of God and be willing to teach others. Let me tell you, the open door is there. There are people who you must evangelize, but there are also people you must educate, giving them instruction.
0: Then
1: the open door is also for planting new churches. Jesus asked his disciples in Luke 14, 23. And the master said to the seven, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Here we're talking about enlarging the house of God, enlarging his church, enlarging the fellowship, enlarging people around you. God wants his house to be filled. It takes work to fill the house of God. If each Christian faithfully attending church and bringing others, very soon the whole world would have heard what it takes to be a Christian. Are you following the Lord? Are you doing his will? are you enlarging the church? The fastest way of growing a church is for each believer, praying for their friends, their brothers and sisters, and introducing them to the Lord. What a powerful testimony that will be. You educate them, you enlarge the church by putting church in every community within the walking distance. You can walk to church or with a house fellowship, children's club, there are many ways of enlarging the church of God, even fire stations, hospitals, parliament. The Christian testimony can be everywhere where people will come to say Jesus is Lord because they are being educated and the kingdom is being enlarged. The last one has to do with encouraging people. Yes, some have made their decision, but the trials of the world are many. The trials, the sickness, the poverty, the misery, the pain, the confusion, the rumors of war, and the things that people see, so that they are so hurt when they go to church, they hear gossip, or they see people who are not living the Christian life, and they get so discouraged. But what do you do to such people? When you hear people confessing how confusing church is, or you hear them complaining about the world, friends, it is time for you to encourage them. It should be an open door for you to encourage them. Open door means you can evangelize. Open door means you can educate. Open door means you can enlarge and plant more churches and fellowship. But the open door may also mean encouraging people. Hebrews Hebrews 10.35 Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Yes, people should have confidence in God. As we see the end of the world coming, we need the church more and more than ever. We need each other. We need to have fellowship with one another. We need to encourage people to stay in the Lord. And when you hear that they are no longer going to church, they are now fellowshiping on radio or TV, and following all kinds of things, remember, it's an open door for you to know that some need to be brought to Christ. But when the apostle is saying that we must come to Christ, we must walk through this open door, but we must also recognize that there is opposition or there are many adversaries, what does it mean? Let's take the 1 Corinthians 16.9 again. He said, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. The doors are open, but there are many adversaries. You see, it's just like what he's saying. If you are driving on the road, the road is clear, but you may go and find out that there is a police barrier. You may find out there are traffic lights. Sometimes you may find that there are potholes that slow you down. What does it mean But there are many adversaries? I'll name four of them and then you meditate on them and see how they can be overcome for the open door to truly be an open door for God to work through you. Finance is the first one. God's work can only go forward as His people support it. When believers believe the gospel and put their money into it, they can raise structures, churches, hospitals, clinics, pay school fees for others, and then you see that they are being educated to do the Lord's work. Sometimes when the means are not there, churches will meet under trees, schools meet under trees, all kinds of limitations are posed. But remember, Sometimes like God makes some people kingdom millionaires. Recently, I was asking the church, who wants to be a kingdom millionaire? And some raised their hands. Yes, they can be Christian millionaires so they can finance the work of God. When Jesus was on earth, we are told Joanna, Susanna, people just financed what he did. And that's how the work was able to spread. Some missionaries in Europe and America financed the gospel and it spread. Financing gap can be difficult. That people may not live their dream. That's one adversary, financial limitation. But there can just be fear within you. Failure. Philippians 3, 14 and 15, Paul says something, I press on towards the goal for the price of the outward call of my Jesus. Then he says in verse 15, Therefore, let us... As many as are mature, have this mind. And if anyone think otherwise, God will reveal it. See, there are people who try and they fail. Try and they fail and they give up hope. But they never try again. The teaching is clear. When you fail, do not give up. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So... When you have failed, don't give up. It is only God who cannot fail. You can fail. The spirit lives within you. Your body can be weak. Your mind can be weak. But God is there to help you. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Sometimes people are not able to do anything because they are faithless. They don't believe in God. God can do all things. Satan can bring doubt into your life to destroy what God has for you. So remember Hebrews eleven six. 6. He says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and diligently rewards those who seek him. Don't have doubts about the existence of God. Follow him and he will bless you. So whether it is finance, fear of failure, or even doubt a faithlessness. Do not, do not buy into it. The last one, God says, do not be afraid. God will help us. He will help us. The Psalmist said in Psalm 23, verse 4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Remember, when that door is opened by God, and it seems closed, Remember one thing, there's nowhere where the Lord does not exist. As Jonah, even in the belly of the fish, he prayed and God answered him. So never give up on God. When the door is open, there are many adversaries. If those adversaries are finances or failure because you want to give up or you just don't have faith in God, remember the last one. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you because I am your God and I'm with you always. Friends, it's always a joy to come, to listen to the word of God. But let us not only be hearers, but doers as well. God knows that there are many things that go wrong in this world, but he owns the world. And the open doors are there. The closed doors are there. The doors he has opened, Take advantage of them and you'll be a winner. God bless you as you seek to evangelize, to educate, to enlarge this church and above all, encourage others. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Egbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locators right opposite the Mr. Big's Restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyal Filling Station. Our Amasaman campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasaman Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024 369 0485 or 0302 231. 854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200181680 God bless you